so to start off today's episode, I want to apologize to my listeners that I've not been consistent with um, uploading new content. I apologize about that. Um, I've been really busy with school, uh, interviewing, um, and really just trying to take it day by day. Um, so I apologize, um, and I wanted to say that I really appreciate all my listeners and for those who have taken the time to support my podcast. So thank you very much for being patient and understanding, um, and uh, I hope that you guys are excited for more content. I'm going to do my best to post more on my YouTube channel Um which is uh, Brandon, B-R-A-N, uh, wow, <laughs> B-R-A-N-D-A-N, uh, Boggs, B-O-G-G-S. If you search that, you should be able to find my YouTube channel. There are multiple Brandon Boggs because I created other YouTube channels when I was younger. <laughs> so you'll probably find those too. Um, I'm also on Instagram now. Uh, so if you look up Energized, uh, just like Energizer, but Energized, uh, the underscore one, you'll be able to find me on Instagram. Um, so for today's episode, I wanted to discuss the top five electric cars that I cannot wait to drive. Um, and now a lot of people know, a lot of my friends know, um, that I am a, a former employee of Tesla Motors. So I used to work for the Tesla location here in Cleveland. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> um, so, you know, with that being said, I would work with customers to help sell the vehicles, go on test drives, educate, um, and really work hands-on with the vehicles every single day. And, you know, it's really exciting work. Um, you know, I'm very passionate about electric vehicles, as I'm sure everybody can tell by this podcast and my YouTube channel. Um, but there are some electric vehicles that I have not driven yet. Um, I uh, have driven the Chevy uh, Volt, uh, which is a plug-in hybrid extended range electric vehicle. Um, the Chevy Bolt EV, which is Chevy's fully electric vehicle. Uh, all the Tesla cars, except for the Roadster, because I can't fit in it. I'm six one, so <laughs> too tall for that car. Um, but... You know, I, I really actively try to drive every electric car that I possibly can just to get an experience to see what it's like. Um, so these are the top five electric cars that I cannot wait to drive. Um, and the first two are um, a Hyundai and Kia um, uh, vehicle. So uh, Hyundai and Kia, they're a Korean automaker and they make really cool cars. Um, I've always been a huge fan of Hyundai and Kia. Um, uh, I, one of my first vehicles was actually a uh, Hyundai um, Veloster, uh, which is their performance, performance, <laughs> some of them, they, they do performance variants, but it's a gas-powered vehicle, it's a three-door, um, and I've just like always been obsessed with their designs. I feel like their, their designs are very forward and very innovative, and they're constantly changing their vehicles, and what's really cool about Hyundai and Kia is that they're adamant to... Um, create electric vehicles for future sustainability. So the first two electric cars that they came out with, I should clarify that, um, their first uh, long range electric vehicles, because there are like the Hyundai Ioniq electric, uh, there's the Kia Soul EV, um, they're, they're out there. However, those two cars at the time were uh, they would get a range of 150 miles um, or less. So I'm considering these cars over 200 miles of driving range. Um, 
So the first one is the Hyundai Kona Electric. And what the Kona Electric is, it is their small crossover utility vehicle. Um, so it is fully electric. They do have a gas version, and I believe a hybrid version may be coming over. Um, but this particular one um, has a 64 kilowatt hour battery pack, and it can go up to a range of about 258 miles. Um, and now that's not including city driving, the regen braking, things of that nature. Um, but, you know, crossovers are extremely popular in the U.S. Um, they're taking over uh, pretty much every segment <laughs> or every manufacturer is taking, you know, uh, all their some of their sedans and their other vehicles that aren't selling well because crossovers are selling well and um, taking over that with um, or replacing that with SUVs. So the Kona Electric is a small SUV. It's only front-wheel drive, it's not all-wheel drive, but they're only available in certain states, uh, I believe California, New York, so forth and so forth. But they're not available in Ohio, and that's why I really want to drive one, because I've always been really interested in them. Um, so if anybody's listening that has a Kona Electric that would be willing to let me drive and film a video, I'd be really appreciative of that. <laughs> and then the other one is the Kia Nero EV. And now what's really interesting about the Nero is that it is a crossover, uh, similar to the Kona. It is a little bit bigger than the Kona. Um, the Nero originally came out as a standard hybrid. Um, and now the platform for the Nero has always been one that Kia was going to turn into other um, styles so or variants. So, uh, you know, they have the hybrid, they have the plug-in hybrid, um, and then there's also the full battery electric uh, or the Nero EV. So um, it shows the same 64 kilowatt battery pack that the Kona has. However, since it is a little bit of a heavier vehicle, it gets about 200 and I think it's like 238 miles on a full charge, which is still really good. And now both of these cars come standard with fa uh, DC fast charging. Um, I believe up to 100 kilowatts, um, and if anybody is listening, maybe that's not correct, um, but I know it's uh, it's higher than 50 kilowatts on a DC fast charger, um, and the, the standard for that is the SAE, um, but I'm really excited to drive these cars because Kia and Hyundai are turning electric mainstream, and what I mean by that is that, you know, Tesla... I really give them credit for being the ones to start the electric revolution, even though electric cars have been around forever. Um, but, you know, with it going started from electric vehicles, then gas took over. And now, you know, the trend in the industry is going back towards electric. Um, I really give Tesla uh, credit for changing the perception of electric vehicles in the public's eye um, and realize that they are fully capable vehicles. Um, but what I mean by mainstream is that uh, Teslas tend to be expensive, and I know the Model 3 is cheaper, uh, or the, you know, the most affordable Tesla version um, or model, but um, the Hyundai and the Kona EV, uh, or the, the Nero EV, um, they start at around uh, 37 uh, and max out about 45,000. Um, now there are tax credits available, so that may seem expensive, um, but they're uh, they're more mainstream. You know, uh, Hyundai and Kia are coming out with more electric vehicles, um, so I'm really really excited about those. Um, now the the last three on my list are all uh, luxury vehicles, and now these are cars that I may or may not ever be able to afford. I'm going to keep working hard <laughs> and dream hard. Um, but I'm going to take a quick break um, before I get into these luxury vehicles. And you guys are about to hear a word from my sponsor, the Anchor app. Welcome back, guys. 
So my last three electric vehicles that I cannot wait to drive, and I'm really hoping that I get a chance to drive these soon because I just can't stop doing research <laughs> on these three cars. Um, so these three cars, like I mentioned, are all from the luxury brands. And um, for a while, uh, these cars um, were pretty much prototypes. Uh, they, they, these manufacturers were saying that they were going to come out with these cars, and they did, um, and which is awesome. So they're starting to come out more in the U.S. Um, so my first one is the Audi e-tron, and um, the naming I'm not a big fan of because they've had other vehicles in their lineup called e-tron. Like they had an A3 e-tron that was a plug-in hybrid uh, that got like I think like max 15 miles on a full charge. So. To name, you know, a vehicle just standalone e-tron, it's a little confusing. And I, I know that some customers might get confused by that. But what the e-tron is, is that it's a crossover, um, which actually, now that I'm realizing all, all these cars on my list are crossover, please, if anybody is listening that is from one of these manufacturers, please come out with hatchbacks and uh, and anything but a crossover. <laughs> Maybe a convertible. That would be pretty cool. Um, but anyway, so the Audi e-tron is from Audi. They're a German manufacturer. Um, this is a vehicle that I believe has a 90 kilowatt hour battery pack. However, it is not very efficient. Um, it was, it was rated by the EPA to have about 204 miles on a full charge. Um, but what's really cool about the Audi e-tron is that, uh, uh, Audi and the Volkswagen Group. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with that whole diesel scandal, that could be a whole other podcast. Um, Audi and Volkswagen have been developing charging technologies to charge the cars quicker. And what I mean by that is that, like, there it's quick. Um, the Audi e-tron um, can charge up to 150 kilowatts. And that's like a step below what Tesla can do, which the new Model 3 can do up to 250 kilowatts, which is insane. Um, but the Audi e-tron can charge, I believe, zero to, um, it can get 50 miles in about 10 minutes uh, when you plug it in. Um, so that doesn't seem like a lot, but in the grand scheme of things compared to other electric vehicles, that's pretty quick. And I'm sure that's gonna change over time. You know, that's gonna improve. And in 10 minutes, I'm sure you'll get a full charge in the future, um, if anybody's worried about that. <laughs> um, but the Audi e-tron is just gorgeous. Um, I, I can't stop looking at it. It's absolutely beautiful in silver. The 20, I believe it's 21 inch rims that you can get on it. It is just beautiful. Um, and then the fourth car that I'm really interested in driving is the Mercedes-Benz EQC, uh, well, Ben, Benz, <laughs> can't forget the Z, uh, Mercedes-Benz EQC 400. So this is their first, uh, this is actually the car, the brand's first entirely electric vehicle. So it's a crossover. Um, I, if you're noticing a trend, not just from what I'm interested in, but also the industry, <laughs> you know, what customers are interested in, they're interested in crossovers or SUVs. Um, the EQC uh, debuted sometime last year. I can't exactly remember when, um, but it is uh, an all-electric vehicle that Mercedes built from the ground up. It's not based on any of their other vehicles. Um, same with the Audi. Uh, I believe it's a totally different um, frame. Uh, so um, the Mercedes is similar to the Audi. It can drive further. Um, it has an 80 kilowatt hour battery pack, and it's a little bit more efficient than the Audi. 
Um, I can't exactly remember off the top of my head how far the uh, Mercedes can drive, um, but if you get a chance to look it up, it is a stunning SUV. And you can get it in this matte gray color. Um, it's just, Mercedes does cars so fashionably um, that they just know how to style vehicles. So um, if you look at that vehicle, you get some type of emotion, and that's how I feel about it. And the inside is just gorgeous. I love Mercedes and interior. The fit and finish is unbelievable. Um, and then the last vehicle that um, I really just want to get my hands on, I want to drive it so bad, um, is the Jaguar I-Pace. And now I've been following the I-Pace for a very long time, ever since the concept was debuted um, a few years ago. Uh, I think it was almost three years ago. Um, I've just been obsessed with this vehicle. And so um, to give you guys a little bit of a story, I went to see Formula E um, with my dad and my husband back in, uh, back in 2017. It was in New York City or Brooklyn. And what Formula E is, think of Formula One racing, but all electric and they include the crowd. There's different things that you can do to interact with the drivers while they drive. It's almost like Mario Kart. It's like a video game. It's really cool. Um, but Jaguar was one of the first big manufacturers to team up with Panasonic and develop their race cars. And the, a lot of that race car inspiration went into the Jaguar I-Pace. And I'll never forget when I went to Brooklyn, I saw the concept Jaguar I-Pace in person and I just fell in love. This car is absolutely beautiful. Um, I actually think it's one of the most stunning cars ever produced. Um, it's very edgy, uh, kudos to whoever designed that vehicle. Um, but you can get like 22 inch rims, these like beautiful bright colors. It's just, it's stunning. Um, so I am really, really excited to drive that vehicle. Um, it gets a range, I believe, around like 238 miles. If you're not, if you're seeing a trend, <laughs> that's kind of what we're looking at right now. Um, more cars will get past that 300 mile mark. In fact, Tesla and Volkswagen are already currently working on that. Same with Rivian. Uh, they're out there, um, but they're going to, you know, be eventually. But I just, I want to drive the Jaguar I-Pace so bad. I just, I, it's my wallpaper on my phone. It's my wallpaper on my computer. It's just, it's stunning. Um, so if anybody is listening to this, be it a dealer, a manufacturer, or an owner, and you guys, you know, drive one of these vehicles, please let me know. Um, because I would love to come and record a video, love to go on a test drive and just discuss it with the owner um, or the manufacturer of how these cars came to be. I would love to produce more podcasts like this. Um, so those are the top five electric cars that I cannot wait to drive. Um, but once again, I want to say thank you guys for being patient with me when it comes to recording new podcasts. Um, I've been really focused on my YouTube channel um, in school. Um, but once again, I really do appreciate it. And I hope to ramble with you guys soon. Have a great day.